You want the upper hand in your fantasy football leagues? Then you've come to the right place. To the right place. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. What's up? What's up, everybody? This is Faraz. Zach is here too. What's good, man? How you doing? What's going man? on? I'm doing good. You know, we got the trade deadline coming up. This is a big, big episode. <laughs> trade deadline is looming. Uh, most leagues have it this week. So yeah. after week 11 in most leagues, and I would check your league settings to see when your, you, you know, when the last date to trade is. Uh, I know on Sleeper, if you use a Sleeper app, like like when you, as soon as you get, go to your starting lineup, and like there's like big letters and like this mm-hmm. big warning it's that says bold. like after this week, <laughs> you cannot trade. Just, just make sure. So check your league settings uh, because a lot of trade deadlines are going to be done this week. And because of that, we're going to be doing things a little bit differently. Okay, this is going to be our last buy-sell show of the season, which is crazy to say. Right, yeah. We're going into week 11. We're already right? here. <laughs> um, we've been doing a podcast every day, Monday through Friday, and crazy. Zach yeah. is a f- Zach is going to – can I tell the people? Zach yeah. is a full-time student, like full-time. <laughs> like so full-time that I can never get a hold of him, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and I also have a full-time job uh, that's like on- – I was going to say a full-time job on the side. On the right? side. <laughs> uh, which is pretty much what it is. I spend all of my time on upper hand. Yeah. But I'll say this. We did pretty well, man. You know, just I, for, for one good. of these segments yeah. to to be ending for the season, like we're already like at that point. It's crazy. Crazy. Yeah, but I, I can't believe it. <laughs> unbelievable. Um, So, you know, nice job. But I, I, the, the reason why I bring that up is because, you know, this, this week we're going to be doing things differently. We're just going to, we have a few main guys that we were looking to buy and sell, but there's also a bunch of guys that like, you know, I want to throw a bunch of players out there, right? Yeah. And, you know, kind of get some feelers in terms of like, are we buying? Are we selling? Why? Is it a good idea? What can we get for them? Blah, blah, blah. We also want to answer some questions too, uh, some trade questions. Yeah. So if you're in the live here, throw your questions into the chat. Uh, we're, there's no like dedicated time. We'll be getting to them. We'll be talking about a player, done with that player, we'll get to a question. And we'll kinda of, we'll kinda of do it that way. Just keep it interactive as much as possible. Yeah. All right. Sometimes sometimes what happens is someone will ask a question about a player and we'll be like, well, that segues nicely in. We actually had that happen a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. Even just on the other shows. That's true. So Yeah. And you never know, maybe it'll just spark up a interesting player that we didn't think right. about. Yeah. Um yeah. So yeah. Let's let's get into it, man. Um, hope everyone got who they wanted on waivers last night. I know it was a crazy waiver wire night. Right, like there's, there was, you know, Paris Campbell was on waivers. Christian Watson was on waivers. Kadarius Tony, uh, you know, did you get anybody? Like, I, I know who you got or didn't get yeah. in our league. Um, I wasn't really paying attention to that, but like, did you yeah. get anybody in your other leagues that that you wanted? Uh, I didn't go big in other leagues. So what happened is I'm doing pretty rough in my one other league. So I didn't really bother picking them up. <laughs> I let the other guys pick them up for a stretch run. Uh, so I'm, I'm a nice guy like that. I'm, I'm not going to hamper anybody else's team. I like The problem is I like my team in that league. I understand. It just keeps underperforming. But, you know, it is what it is. I got our league. I got the only guy I picked up was Trey McBride. I needed to address Dallas That's Goddard. That's solid. Of course, How much fab did you end up spending on, on McBride? You know. You know, I don't. I, the, I, I didn't see it. It was in our league. Yeah, I picked him up over you. You put a ten dollar fab, uh, I think, bid on him. I, I put. <laughs> you know 30. why I put ten dollars? You know why I put ten dollars, right? Yeah, why did you put that up? Because that's all I had. <laughs> yeah, that's all I had no, left. <laughs> I picked him up for thirty because I had Dallas Goddard and Trey McBride. I think has you know he could slide right in where Zach Ertz was, and I'd be okay with that. I, of course, as soon as 
Dallas Goddard starts putting up nice numbers, he gets hurt. You know, but that, I, that's fine. I, I think you uh, putting thirty dollars on McBride makes a lot of sense, right? Like you lost your, your tight end, so like yeah, you need somebody to step up for the course of the season. And to be honest with you, like you know, he has some upside, right? That's you know, he's why I went for him. Yeah, yeah, that, and that makes sense because if you're trying to, you know get over the hump and you're trying to make it to the playoffs and you're trying to have a difference maker at the tight end position. Like who are you picking up? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you're not going to pick up, uh, you know, these random dudes on the waiver wire to make a difference. You're picking them up to like hold it down, but yeah. you know, you're hoping for a couple of points from them. Right. But I, someone like Trey yeah. McBride with the new op- opportunity in, in, on a team that runs a lot of plays and passes a lot, you know, could, could turn out pretty good. Yeah. I was between, Picking up Trey McBride or rolling with Hayden Hurst, right? I had on my bench already. And I was like, exactly. I don't want to. That, do that's that. exactly the player I was thinking about when I said that. You know, yeah. he doesn't offer that much upside. No, know? but 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 with Trey McBride, I was looking at originally. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I put thirteen dollars down for Fab on him, and I was like, you know what? I haven't spent hardly any of my Fab at all this season, and I need to get a player to replace Dallas Goddard. Like, you know, just go go do it. Like, if you're in a similar situation, if you're sitting on a bunch of Fab, what are you waiting for? You know, yeah. I don't, you're not going to have much else. You have to make the push into the playoffs. Once you're in the dance, you're fine. You know, you can make decisions and deal with problems as they arise. But in order to get there to the playoffs, you know, sometimes you got to make these decisions. And I don't know. We'll see how that works out for me. I would have assumed. Though. Well, listen, I would have assumed people would have bid more on, yeah. on him, you know, because Goddard was lost, too. There was a couple of tight ends who got hurt this past week. So, you know, there's not a lot of good tight ends out there right now. Yeah. Um. But anyway, let's move on. Um, we, we already got a ton of questions in the chat, uh, and we'll get to them, you know, uh, but let's, mm-hmm. let's get into a couple of these buys and sells that we have going on, uh, real quick before I go into these buys and sells, uh, what news should we be covering? Um, number one, Dallas Goddard, he's going to be out for the immediate future for at least several weeks, uh, with that shoulder injury. It happened on that face mask play that we were talking about in yesterday's episode, um, so that's a shoulder injury. He'll be out for a little bit. Jack Stoll probably is like the, his backup, but you're not really going to be interested in him. You know, I no. think what's going to happen now is that the targets are going to be less distributed between AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. So Devontae Smith to me gets a big upgrade here. Yeah. I, I was thinking about making him a buy, but I thought that one was a little obvious. Um, but yeah, you could definitely go after him, maybe. He's the primary beneficiary. Like you said, Jack Stoll, who he, he, I'm not going to rely yeah. on Jalen Hurst be throwing to him. You know, in yeah. difference making games, you know, it's it's going to be the receivers that they have. They went out, they got Devontae Smith, they spent a first round pick on him, and they spent a first round pick essentially on AJ Brown. They're going to be thrown to them over Jack Stoll, who I don't even know how he got in the league. And I don't want to, you know, minimize <laughs> his story. Maybe he can, maybe he has some great story, but I don't know how he got in the league or if how how he's on doing on the Eagles. I, I don't think that he's not going to be a fantasy contributor down the stretch. Yeah, no, I mean, I think buying Devonta Smith could be an option if you're in, in need of a wide receiver because sometimes what ends up happening is that, yes, you know that a, a wide receiver is going to get an upgrade with Dallas Goddard, but what's unknown is how much of an upgrade, Yeah. right? And the upgrade might be, you know, underrated, mm-hmm. right? And I think Devonta Smith is such a good wide receiver. We've seen it this year where when he's targeted, he does his thing. Now, a lot of his receptions have been short ones lately. Yeah. Um, so that's something to think about. However... You know, with Dallas Goddard out, you know, they're going to be wanting to make some plays downfield outside of just targeting A.J. Brown. Um, so I, I can I can see Devontae Smith, you know, becoming uh, a high-end wide receiver, too, at his ceiling, right? Yeah. Not saying that would happen, but I can see him being a solid wide receiver, too, as well. 
you know, on an every week basis moving yeah. forward. Because over the last couple of weeks, Jalen Hurts has really, really been favoring Dallas Goddard in the passing game. Yeah. And, you know, we know the type of talent that Devontae Smith is. We're not saying that he's not talented. You can't do it. Um, it's just the way the offense runs. Maybe the Eagles, now that they don't have Dallas Goddard, maybe they start leaning a little bit more on the run. We've seen them do that well before. Um, obviously, they've become more pass first with the way Jalen Hurts has been playing. But maybe they start to lean on that run a little bit more. Um, that could potentially hurt Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. But I don't think it's going to be that big a difference. You know, Dallas Goddard, he's one of many weapons in Philly. So if you lose one, I think – Unless somebody else goes down, like you said, the target distribution is just going to get tighter, which might result in better performances for the other guys around. Kyler Murray, he could miss another week or so, according to Jeremy Fowler. It is a hamstring injury, so kind of makes sense that he would miss another week. Um, so if you were expecting to play Kyler Murray, just stream whoever you were streaming last week. I streamed Daniel Jones in a league. That worked out. I'm streaming him again this week because they're going up against the Lions. Yeah. So make sure you pick him, pick up another quarterback. We're going to be going over our quarterback rankings uh, pretty soon. Mm. Something's flickering in here. <laughs> um, no, I didn't see that. This is just my – maybe it's just me. It, I don't maybe. know. I can't, I don't I can't know. tell. But you say about Daniel Jones being a streamer. <laughs> I picked up Colt McCoy last minute, and he, he wasn't that bad. I mean, it was the Rams that they were playing against, but he put up 14 points. I'm okay with that in relief of Kyler Murray. It's only like Dude, five less points than what Murray would have given you. I would have been ecstatic. If I because you're expecting like five points, yeah, <laughs> we're just starting Colt McCoy. So if you gave me 14, dude, I'll be like, hell yeah. Well, that's why that's where it was because I, <laughs> I they said that Kyler Murray was a game time decision. I had him in my lineup up until you know game time, and they came out and said that he wasn't playing. I'm like, okay, time to go to the waiver wire. The only guy there was Colt McCoy. There were literally no starting quarterbacks left on the wire. It's just like he had to go with Colt McCoy, and he did fine. So. If you picked up Colt McCoy, good for you. You know, keep him just in case you don't have any better options. You might be in a similar situation. Yeah, him doing that two two times in a row. Good luck. Good luck. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it looks like Taylor Heineke might keep the job, uh, you know, even when Carson Wentz is healthy. Um, you know, that, you know, this really, you know, affects guys like, you know, Terry McLaurin, right? Because, you know, this kind of segues into this episode too, like, even though we're going to be going back to the news in a second, so we'll be <laughs> we'll be finding a way to segue back into it. But yeah, you know, we talked about it yesterday. Terry McLaurin, you know, has been hyper targeted by Taylor Heineke, and he's put up some big, big numbers. He's a high end wide receiver too, you know, with Taylor Heineke at quarterback. Um, but Carson Wentz, you know, spread the ball a lot more. Curtis Samuel was getting a lot more targets. Uh, Jahan Dotson was getting more targets. So if they do end up going back to Carson Wentz, you know, I would look for a way to sell. Um, Terry McLaurin. Now, there's a chance that Carson Wentz comes in, he shits the bed, they go back to Taylor Heineke, right? Because remember, the only reason why they brought in Heineke is because Wentz got hurt, right? Yeah. Um, and that's why they brought him. It wasn't a benching. So if they make that decision right now, then they are benching Carson Wentz. So keep that in mind for Terry McLaurin because right now his prices, his value is so elevated. And, you know, yeah. very – like. It's valid, right? Because he's that good of a receiver, and this should be happening to him. However, Carson Wentz, when he comes in, might not be targeting him as much. We saw what his value was like in the first few weeks of the season before Heineke came in. It was not good. You you were thinking about benching him, right? Yeah. Um. So going forward, you know, just keep that in mind. You know, um, I know you can't trade after this week, but if Heineke's a starter this week, I guess I'm holding on to McLaurin. I would. Taylor Heineke deserves to start the way that he plays. They've had him around in Washington for a while, and he's obviously conducting the offense a lot better than Carson Wentz was. Um, maybe Carson Wentz distributes the ball better. That might be true. 
but he doesn't throw very much Terry McLaurin at all. And that's it's been night and day with Terry, with Taylor Heineke at quarterback. I think that the way the offense is playing, they're going to keep rolling with Taylor Heineke. My bet would be that Terry McLaurin continues to be relevant down the stretch because of him. Um, we've seen this every time Taylor Heineke comes into play, that he hyper-targets Terry McLaurin, whether he's open or not. It doesn't matter. And that sometimes results in interceptions, and sometimes that results in Terry McLaurin doing his thing. But Taylor Heineke is the good news for Terry McLaurin owners. Uh, Carson Wentz coming back in is is not good news. Um, no, Taylor Heineke should be playing this week. I, I'd expect him to continue playing. That's my assessment. Jerry Judy surprisingly has a chance to play in Week Eleven. The way that it was looking, like it went, like when if, you, if you're watching the games, if you're watching Red Zone, if you're watching the Broncos game, it went from, oh no, he tore his Achilles, to all the way now to like he might play this week, yeah. <laughs> which is unbelievable and it's amazing good for jerry judy you mm -hmm. know that would have been devastating news for him i mean he's had some injury riddled seasons like obviously last year he had the high ankle sprain you know that really derailed his season so good for him good for him yeah. hopefully he can play um but if he can't you know if he can't play you you probably have Cortland sutton as somebody that you could potentially throw in your lineup yeah but let's get let's talk about it man like, let's yeah. talk about Cortland Sutton real quick. We can talk about all this stuff at once. Who cares? <laughs> Cortland Sutton, like, what are you doing with him right now? Are you are you cutting him? Are you keeping him? He's hardly been playable when Judy has been on the field. Yeah. So what do you, what do you want to do with, with Cortland Sutton if you have him before the trade deadline's up? You can't keep him. And obviously, not only you're not only going to be unable to move off of him because of the trade deadline, but you're also going to be unable to move. You were unable to move off of him before just this little blip, you know, on, on the radar. Corlin Sutton might be sellable now. You know, when you look at it, the way that things went, he had a decent stat line and just, you know, the Broncos offense is a bit of a wasteland, but Corlin Sutton, he had that one catch. He looked decent. You know, he's catching the ball. He got 11 targets suddenly he might be a sellable asset where before he was not. And obviously after this week, if this is a deadline, you're not going to be able to move him again. This is your last chance to just potentially move off of Cortland Sutton, you know, without just outright dropping him. And that's where I think the value comes in because you might end up having to drop him if you don't try to move him in a trade. He's not going to be able to move, be moved individually. He's going to be an add-on to whatever trade you're trying to do. But before, if you put Cortland Sutton, before Sunday, this past Sunday, if you put Cortland Sutton in a deal, people are going to be like, no, that's not anything. It doesn't add anything to trade. Now it's like, okay, maybe Jared Judy doesn't play this week. Maybe we have a week or two of him, you know, getting some decent targets, having a nice floor in this offense. And remember that the Broncos have two pretty favorable matchups on deck. They got the Raiders next week and the Panthers a week after that. So you can kind of make that a selling point if you want. So for me, it's not. This is a slam dunk trade option. You know, I'm going to get off him while his value is high. His value is not that high. It's not high at all. But it might be high enough to the point where he's not just, you know, a crumb in terms of value um, on the side of, you know, we, you know, we talk about main dishes, main main hose, that kind of thing, side hose. You know, any type of discussion that you want to have about how you classify parts of a trade, elements of a trade, you know, he's no longer just a spec. He actually has a little bit of fantasy relevant value now with Jerry Judy being questionable. If Jerry Judy comes back and plays this week, you're kind of screwed. But if Jerry Judy is questionable through this week, and you can get a trade off in time for Cortland Sutton. You can get your hands off of him and maybe get something back where after this week, you're kind of stuck with him. Yeah. Uh, you know, and Bailey's asking the right questions. It's like, who are you moving Sutton for? And like, like Zach said, you're not going to move him for one for one for a player that you can go ahead and start. Like no one's yeah. going to do that. Right. 
But what you can do is you can make slight upgrades, right? Like, for mm -hmm. example, I have Miles Sanders. My trade partner has Damian Pierce. And, you know, he also has no wide receivers. Like, no, but like he has one wide receiver that he can trust. Outside of that, it's brutal. Yeah. They're going to be desperate for wide receivers. They're going to be desperate for upside. When you saw what Cortland Sutton was doing early in the year, there's a glimmer of hope there, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe you can move Miles Sanders with Cortland Sutton for Damian Pierce because Damian Pierce has also been underperforming, right? Yeah. You know, and he's something like that a, 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 a slight upgrade that makes it better for you, a lot better for you in your eyes, but maybe for the person that has that player, maybe it's just a small downgrade for them at running yeah. back. You know, yeah. that's how I'm looking at it. And speaking of Damian Pierce, you know, he's somebody that I'm looking looking to buy right now. You know, he and I've talked about it for a couple of weeks or for, you know, for the past two weeks at least. He's past his bye week right now, which means that you're going to be able to play him all throughout until the playoffs. So if you're looking for somebody to help you out, you're trying to make that playoff run, Damian Pierce is somebody that you can buy right now because his value is suppressed a little bit. He hasn't scored a touchdown since his bye four weeks ago. Um, and, like, his role is intact. They just signed Eno Benjamin, right? So, like, everybody who has Damian Pierce, like, 1% of them at least is like, hmm, like, what's that about? Like, is he going to have yeah. a role? Like, I don't think so. Like, not at all. So, like, you know, I think those touchdowns are going to come for him even on a bad offense. We saw them, you know, there, you know, earlier before his bye. Um, and he has a better role now than he did before his bye because he's getting worked in in the two-minute offense. Um, so there's going to be games where he's going to blow up. And I want to get him now before he does. He plays a role and he's talented enough where he could be a low-end RB1. But right now he's being valued as like a solid RB2. So he's somebody that I'm looking to buy right now. Uh, you know, with a lot of these guys we're talking about selling, you can potentially package them up to get Damian Pierce. Yeah, you know my gripes with Damian Pierce. And it's mainly the offense that, you know, makes me upset. You know, you talk about him not scoring a touchdown since his bye in week six. And that makes sense. I hear what you're saying. For just for me, you know, obviously I'm not looking to buy Damian Pierce. I'd be actually looking to sell Damian Pierce because of the value, but that's just my opinion. We've talked about this a couple of times. But as the Damian Pierce, you know, seller, I can tell you this. I'm not worried about them signing, you know, Benjamin. And I know you said that the same thing. If, you know, Benjamin is going to take snaps from anybody, it's going to be Rex Burkhead. This is the Texans trying to get younger. You know, they, they have Rex Burkhead as their pass catching back. But, you know, Benjamin is going to be, you know, a lot younger, a lot more dynamic. Obviously, Rex Burkhead can get it done, but he's not going to be chipping into Damian Pierce's workload. Damian Pierce is clearly the guy. Um, Damian Pierce, his underproduction hasn't been his fault. It's just the way the offense has played, and that's my problem. The offense isn't going to suddenly get better the rest of the way. So I I'm tempering expectations still with Damian Pierce. He can do his thing, obviously, because he's talented, but I, I just don't think that the touchdown upside there is there enough for me to rank him as like an RB1 rest of the season. Even a low-end RB1, I don't think he meets that criteria for me just yet, the way the offense is playing. The touchdown upside isn't there. Um, so I, I'm okay gonna, if, you, if you go buy him low. I, I wouldn't overpay for it. We're going to play We're gonna play this game a few times in this podcast, this episode. We're going to play Who Would You Rather Have? Okay? All right. Um, so let, let's, let's do it for Damian Pierce. Okay, we obviously know all the high-end running backs. Uh, who would you rather have, Damian Pierce or Joe Mixon? Joe Mixon. Me too. Who would yeah. you rather have, Damian Pierce or Ramondre Stevenson? Ramondre Stevenson. Me too. Who would you rather have, Damian Pierce or Aaron Jones? Damian Pierce. Me too. So that that puts him right there, where <laughs> like around that low end RB one spot. Um, who would you rather have, him or Fournette? Damian Pierce or Fournette? The way Fournette's been playing, I want I want Pierce. Earlier, yeah. if you asked me this question four weeks ago, I would have said Fournette. But yeah, 
you know, obviously. Who would you rather have? Uh, Kenneth Walker. We both rather have Kenneth Walker. Who yeah. would you rather have him or Etienne? Rather be Etienne. Etienne. Um, mm-hmm. Who would you rather have him or Jonathan Taylor? Jonathan Taylor. Okay. Yeah. Um, Do you who would you rather have him or Miles <laughs> Sanders? No, I don't. I don't. Damian Pierce over Miles Sanders. If you, yeah. if you asked me, if you asked me two weeks ago, I would have said Jonathan. I would have said uh, Damian, Damian Pierce. Pierce. Over Jonathan Taylor, not anymore. Um, I, I had hope in Jonathan Taylor this whole time. I told yeah. you, you know, he will get back to what he's doing. And we kind of saw it this week. If he continues, you know, that'll, that'll be really nice to see because it, this it, is it's the cool. trend we've seen. You know, I have a league where I, I traded for Jonathan Taylor like two or three weeks ago. And yeah. I got him at a good deal. And I have Christian McCaffrey and Jonathan Taylor and Travis Etienne. And when I see those three running backs together in the that, lineup, I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, wow, like, how did this happen? You open you know, it, was like the, and you're it was like the 101 and the 102 in yep. in this year's drafts. Like I have them on the same team, and and we'll talk about Jonathan Taylor in a second. Okay, mm-hmm. and we can talk about him next. But real quick, I'm just looking at any other guys. Okay, who would you rather have, Jeff Wilson or Damian Pierce? Damian Pierce. His role is so much more locked in. I know Jeff oh, Wilson. Jeff Wilson's there, and he he looks good okay. in Miami, but he's just not. So the work goes on it, out of all the guys that we mentioned, who would you rather have, Damian uh, Damian Pierce or Devin Singletary? Oh, Damian Pierce by a mile. Okay. So mile. I, I think we mentioned enough running backs to where you can potentially upgrade some of the running backs that we just mentioned that we prefer Damian Pierce over. You know what I'm saying? So we could, mm-hmm. you could have that running back that you, that we didn't like as much as Damian Pierce, plus another piece that you don't really care that much about to upgrade to Damian Pierce, grab one of your bench players, put him in your flex or grab someone off the waiver wire, put him in your flex, whatever. I'm sure you guys have guys on your bench that you can throw in your flex if you have to. That's yeah. how I would play it. That's how I'll play it with Damian Pierce. Um, okay, let's get back to the news. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a go. So I, I kind of like how we're doing this. Um, yeah. The Bengals are hopeful Jamar Chase will return in Week 12, so there's a good chance if that happens. Like if you bought if you bought Jamar Chase cheap, like you're you're happy, right? Yeah. Because you know who knew what this situation was going to look like. You know if he was back or not. The good news for me is like. He played really well, you know, in that game when he got hurt, you know, and like, you know, I think this was more of a precautionary thing to like not derail his career, to, you know, type of situation. Yeah. So I, I think that, you know, that's great news that he, if he's able to come back, that'll be amazing. Um, yeah. Let's see. I, I know Christian Watson, a couple people were, were concerned about an ankle injury on Monday. He, he participated in full uh, on Tuesday. So don't worry about that ankle. He's good to go this Thursday. Uh, a lot of people ask him about Randall Cobb. Will he make an impact on Christian Watson? No. Um, like don't no. don't make that decision. Don't overthink start it. decisions based on Randall Cobb. I'm starting Christian Watson as like a wide receiver three this week. Remember uh, that Aaron Rodgers yeah. was adamant about having Alan Lazard on the team, and what's he doing? And we know that Randall Cobb and Aaron, Aaron Rodgers have a bit of a connection from way back in yesteryear. But don't worry about that. You know, Christian Watson's the most dynamic receiver there. Don't overthink it. Yeah. Uh, Najee Harris is dealing with a little bit of a knee discomfort. Um, that's interesting. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's going to cost him to miss any time. Uh, but, you know, Jalen Warren is going to stay involved this entire time. Let's talk about Najee Harris real quick, man. I feel like his last game, when he almost had 100 yards on the ground, um, a little fluky, a little fluky, yeah. I would say. I think this provides, you know, similar to the Court and Sutton thing. It's it provides a little bit of a sell window to finally get out of that situation. Yeah. Um, you know, it's one of those situations where, like, you know what? Like, thank you, fantasy gods. You have given me an opportunity to get rid of this dude. Right. So combine people have been 
you know, it's interesting because, you know, I got a lot of DMs and comments saying that, hey, should I sell sell this person for Najee? Should I buy Najee for this? And it's like people are still willing to go after Najee. Yeah. Okay. Um, the market, like <clears throat> the way I look at what the market is, is by reading comments and DMs and all that kind of stuff. And that plus other ways, you know, to do it. You can look at trade finders and stuff like that to see what kind of trades have have gone through. But Najee Harris, you know, you can add him on to, you know, another RB2 and upgrade. You know, you can add him on to another wide receiver too and upgrade, right? Oh, yeah. Um it, it can happen because a lot of people have that strong RB1, but they're struggling at their RB2 spot. And they're like, hey, you know, I'll throw Najee in my RB2 spot and mm-hmm. I can give up my wide receiver three. You know, I'm I'm willing to trade Najee for a wide receiver three, dude. Easy. Yeah. Like That's- for you know what I'm saying? Like that that right there, I'm happy. I just want to get rid of Najee because he has no upside. Yeah. The wide receiver three is going to have so much more upside than Najee. And that's been the problem with Najee Harris this whole season. It's you know, he you look at the numbers of box score, he hasn't been bad. You know, like he's been bad in terms of winning you your week in fantasy, but yes, in terms of being thing. reliable, you no know, upside. he's reliable. There, there's no just there's just no upside. He's between six and a half points and 14 points every single week this season without fail. You know, and he's averaging, I think, like 10 points a game. So you he's just a, a fill-in. That's all he does. He just goes in, gives you your 10-ish points, and that's that's how it goes. You're not going to lose out. You're not going to put up a donut, but you're not going to be winning your league with him. You're just going to be filling the roster spot that you need to fill. That's a problem, Najee Harris. Like, we know that we saw what he could be last season. It's just not that way this season. Obviously, this, the offense is a little bit it's – it's a lot worse. But, you know, Najee Harris, it's not that he doesn't have value. It's one thing if he doesn't have upside, but he has a floor. So you can sell a floor um, a lot more than you can sell, you know, maybe a guy that puts up zero, like a Clyde Edwards layer. I'd argue it's easier to sell Najee right now than CEH. You can't, you can't sell CEH for anything right now. Maybe you can't even get a bag of chips, dude. Yeah. Even before this week, you know, this past week, I I think it would have been easier to sell Najee Harris as an add-on, especially in a Clyde Edwards layer, because he has, he's up and down where Najee, he's, he's steady at least. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's steady, but you know, this is like an opportunity. Just yeah. do it. Don't do don't it. get it twisted. We're not we're not advocating for Najee in your lineup, but yeah, so definitely. Um, similar situation with Brian Robinson, right? Like, yeah, he kind of provided a little bit of a sell window as well after that game on Monday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had twenty six carries, which came out of nowhere. At least for me, I was like, "What's he doing getting twenty six carries?" Uh, going into the game, you wouldn't expect him to have a lot of carries because you figure. Philly would be up in this game, you know, pretty easily, but that wasn't the case. Nobody was expecting it. The cell window, you know, just to be proverbial, the cell window is now propped open right at the deadline. Like before it wasn't open at all, but someone just shoved it up open a little bit. The fantasy guys have given you this tiny little window. They prop the window open for you to sell them. And you should absolutely. He has no role in the passing game whatsoever. Don't get any upside twisted. Don't expect him to have the upside of a passing pass catching running back. He's not going to get that. That's Antonio Gibson's job. Um, the bet for fantasy production in this backfield is going to be the guy that casts his patches. That's Antonio Gibson. Um, the touchdown last did, week. Did you just say? Did you say the guy who patches pat patches casses? Did I say that? I don't know. I, I, I'm talking. Maybe fast. that's I, what I just heard. But catches passes in this backfield. Yeah, Mike. Got it. Mike, if you let me know if you if like the next time you hear it, our producer. Let me know, please, because I want to get that clip. Okay, thanks. Anyway, go ahead, Zach. I'm sorry. Yes, uh, you're gonna have it. You're gonna have the uh, video guy slow it down. I remember he did the same thing to you a couple weeks <laughs> yeah. ago. But oh, yeah. um, yeah, the touchdown that Brian Robinson scored—that yeah, was the icing on the cake for this performance. You know, he got a bunch of carries, 
but the touchdown sweetens it up to the point where you can sell now. He's a tough runner. He'll continue to see the ball down the stretch, but scoring upside is not going to be there. He has two touchdowns in as many games as he's played. I think it's been like six games um, since coming back, maybe five games, something like that. But yeah. um, he's all empty yards. You know, he, he'll he get the rush yards on the ground, but he's not going to have any receiving upside. He's not going to have any touchdown upside. He's the early down back, and it's the worst type of early down back. I'm with you, man. Um, you know, Antonio Gibson is, you know, he has that three-down role right now, and there's not going to be games where these guys are going to be combining for 40 carries. It's right. not going to happen. So I'm with you, man. Let's sell Brian Robinson, move him. These are not the type of backs that you want on your roster, straight no. up. Um, have some value, get some more upside, and combine these guys two for one for, for upgrades, and let's make that playoff push. He's not going to help you make that playoff push at this point. Right. Um, let's get into some trade questions, dude. This is a start. This is a drop question, pickup question. <laughs> IFA is asking the trade questions. That we would you would one. you drop Knox for McBride? Yes, just do it. Yeah, the upside is so much higher with McBride. You know, we we've seen what Knox can do, and he's in a good offense. Josh Allen's throwing it, but um, he's targeting Gabe Davis. He's targeting Isaiah McKenzie. He's targeting Stephon Diggs. Even Devin Singletary sometimes more than Dawson Knox. Joseph Jasic is asking: Would you trade Jonathan Taylor for Ramondre Stevenson? And DeAndre Swift. This is a good question. It I is. like this question. Um, I would say that Ramondre Stevenson uh, is a low end RB one. Yep, right. That's where I have him. Jonathan Taylor. I want to talk about his role this past mm-hmm. week. You know, with Naheem Hines out, Jonathan Taylor. You know, had a really good role this week. So, yeah. but let's just answer this question first before I really dive get in. into it. Let's just dive into it now. Why not? Without Naheem Hines, Jonathan Taylor had the every down role. He was the bell cow. Jonathan Taylor has never played a bell cow role. He played a workhorse role. He was the every down. He was like the early down guy, the every early down guy. But Naheem Hines was always playing the two minute snaps. A lot of these third and longs. Naheem Hines was the guy on the field. In this game, Jonathan Taylor was on the field for all of those. And if mm-hmm. you think that Deion Jackson is going to come back, he is, he is a replacement level type of player. He's a yeah. jack. Okay, He's not going to be taking Jonathan Taylor off the field on passing downs. The guys who take Jonathan, the guys who can take Jonathan Taylor off the passing off the field and passing downs are guys like Naheem Hines, guys like JD McKissick. Uh, who else are these type of guys? Like, you know, the passing down specialists are the guys yeah. who are going to be able to take Jonathan Taylor off the field. Other than that, it's not going to happen. So I would not expect Deion Jackson to do that. With this role, if Jonathan Taylor is Jonathan Taylor again, like, he might have a serious run to end the season. Yeah. Because he is going to be in line for more catches. He is going to be in line for, obviously, his early down role, which he did his thing. Those big plays are back, maybe. Like he he had that was that looked vintage Jonathan Taylor to me last week when he <laughs> vintage had that big Jonathan run. Taylor and he's 23 years old. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, like, listen, these running backs like careers are so short that like oh, yeah. one year is like you know an eternity for these yeah. guys. Um, at least in their so, fast yeah, front. Yeah. So so. The upside for a high-end RB1 for Jonathan Taylor is still there now. Believe it or not. It went from nothing to like, please, I need to trade this guy to like, look what his upside can be now moving forward. Mm -hmm. This Naheem Hines deal 
favors Jonathan Taylor so much. And he got a role that we've been begging for him to have. And he finally got it. Okay. Yeah. So I'm buying Jonathan Taylor right now. Um, you know, I, I think even though he had a, a good week last week, I still think there's a buy window open. I think a lot of people might think that, hey, let me get out from underneath Jonathan Taylor while I can. Yeah. I'm not. If I have him, I'm holding. If I need a running back who I don't have to pay elite RB1 prices for or even RB1 prices for, and I can get Jonathan Taylor with that, I would do it. Yeah. Uh, we I've been talking about this. We've been talking about Jonathan Taylor a lot on the podcast. We had him as a buy a couple of weeks ago, um, even when he was in the middle of this funk, you know, being yeah. injured and, you know, showing up some weeks, not showing up other weeks. Why were we buying him? We were buying him. Why? Because he was so cheap. Yeah. That's he was so cheap. Right. He was, and you, I, yeah. think, I think you were just about to get into that. Yeah. Consider that this was the one potential, you know, in most cases, some cases, 101. You know, no, no, he was the, the but he was the consensus one on one. Christian yeah. McCaffrey was the guy that if you said Christian McCaffrey like like we did, like I did, yeah, that's what I'm oh, saying. We were, we in we most like, cases, nah. we are not most cases. We saw Christian McCaffrey <laughs> coming a mile away, but you know, with Jonathan Taylor, this was the one on one, and his price came so far down. It's like, how do you not bet on this? And then I start, we started looking into it a little bit. You know, historically, how Jonathan Taylor has played. Um, you know, since he had these struggles in the middle of the season so far, and we see that you know kind of comes on in the second half and we know that the Colts were saying oh we want to limit his carries you know we might not want to give him as many touches but that was when they were assuming that you know a Frank Reich was there b you know that this passing offense would be working with Matt Ryan that hasn't been the case Matt Ryan's back but the passing offense is not what it was supposed to be when they made that comment so now they're realizing okay who do we turn to to even to balance things out it's going to be Jonathan Taylor and that translated to 94 percent of snaps is that what it was yeah um 94% of snaps on Sunday. That's going to continue. That's the winning formula now. It's Jonathan Taylor. Hand Jonathan Taylor the ball 20 times a game. Get him some touches in the passing game. He's going to run the offense. And that's what it's going to be. Jeff Saturday sees that. You don't have to be a rocket scientist. He can come off the couch and put Jonathan Taylor in. Give him 20-some carries. You know, he got, he got a new play caller. This could be really good for Jonathan Taylor. The back half of the season could be, you know, um, redemption. Uh, a redemption Matt story. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's back at quarterback, and you know what that yeah. means. There's check that possibility downs. of a lot of a ton of checkdowns, man. Oh, ton yeah. of ton of checkdowns to Paris Campbell. Ton of checkdowns to Jonathan Taylor. Listen, like honestly, like Paris, <laughs> this Naheem Hines trade, like it, it's it affected a lot more than you think. And you know this is going to be pretty good for Jonathan Taylor moving forward. He gets an upgrade, not just because the fact that he had a great game last week, but because Naheem Hines just isn't in town and vacated a very very important role uh, for for Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's go back to Joseph's question, huh? He's sitting over here like, dude, would you do this or not? Yeah, he's sitting uh, there with the trade that he has. He has his finger like this, and he's like hovering over the button to hit send just to make sure. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> so so I'm okay with this deal. Like, l- let's say Jonathan Taylor was your RB1, and you have nobody else. Like, yeah. you have no other running backs. And, you know, you're – you might have a couple more wins than those other guys. Maybe your second, third place. You can maybe afford for DeAndre Swift not to have another good game or two. But if DeAndre Swift ever ends up playing like 50% of snaps, 60% of snaps even, like you got yourself a, a really solid one-two punch with Ramondre and DeAndre Swift. The upside of DeAndre Swift we know is RB1. You could have two RB1s in Ramondre and DeAndre Swift. So if you want to, this is a very risky move in my opinion. Yeah. 
However, you know, Jonathan Taylor, you know, is he as risky? I don't know. Will he? Can he re-injure the ankle? Maybe. He looks healthy to me. You know, that week off seemed like it was pretty good for Jonathan Taylor. That was a good move um, that they sat him that week, yeah. despite him practicing a little bit. But I'm okay with this if you desperately need that RB2. Um, would I do this in a vacuum? Probably not. No. But if you're looking to reach for the upside as high as you can get and make that late-season late, late season playoff push, I'm okay with it. Yeah, that's about where I'm at, too, with this trade. I just talked about Jonathan Taylor a lot. Me, personally, even though I like DeAndre Swift's upside, you know, Jonathan Taylor, I think, is going to be a more secure asset down the stretch. You know, you look at Jonathan Taylor being um, your RB1. He's going to have RB1-type numbers the rest of the way, I think. Ramondre Stevenson, he's going to have low RB1 numbers. And DeAndre Swift, we're not sure what we're going to get with him. We want him to get healthy. We want him to stay healthy. If he gets healthy, it's going to be a really good trade for you. But it's tough to bet on that when we've seen what DeAndre Swift has done. And with Jamal Williams getting plenty of run in this backfield, he's not going to go away even once DeAndre Swift is healthy. And Justin Jackson suddenly is getting more touches. Um, I'm not sure what that's about. I'm hoping that just has to do with DeAndre Swift being not 100%, but we'll see what happens. Um, I think Jonathan Taylor has higher upside than both of these guys, but Ramondre Stevenson, Stevenson and DeAndre Swift, their combined upside and floor is what's making this you know, a difficult decision. Yeah. Um, let me ask you a question about Ramondre real quick. The Patriots coming out of their bye, right? Yeah. Do you think that there's a possibility that Damian Harris gets more involved than he's been over the past few weeks? Sometimes we see that kind of thing happen, you know, where running backs that weren't involved before the bye suddenly are more involved. I'm not worried about that. Ramondre Stevenson has been performing very well. I think that he's going to continue to be not only the 1A, but the clear, you know, running back. The, like head and shoulders problem. I don't want to call him, you know, like RB1 and Damian Harris RB2. They're both talented, but the way that Ramondre Stevenson's being used, we 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 don't see this type of usage from Bill Belichick often. So I would say that if this is going to be how it was going into the bye, I'd expect I'd expect similar things uh coming out of the bye. So I I think Ramondre Stevenson should be right in line. He should be producing the same way he was beforehand. He might have a game where Damian Harris gets some run. That that could happen. But that's that's a potential thing every week with Damian Harris in the backfield. I want to get into a guy that I want to sell, and we talked about it a couple of times this week, and that's Raheem Mostert. And, yeah. you know, Raheem Mostert, Raheem Mostert provided you with an every week RB2 for many weeks, and yep. he leaves you a parting gift of a very good <laughs> fantasy day for someone who only had 12 opportunities on 28% of snaps. And because of that, you should take advantage of, of it before the trade deadline instead of just letting him sit on your bench. And at that at this point, you're just waiting until Jeff Wilson gets hurt or something, right? Because that's yeah. the value that he's going to have at this point um, because that's the that only time he's going to be playable. You know, unless you're super desperate, you throw him in there, whatever, you might get lucky. But that's the only way he's going to get it done. I mean, the fact that he had this many fantasy points last week, um, I know it firsthand because I went up against him, okay? <laughs> uh, but Jeff Wilson took the lead in this backfield. Uh, this past week, 61% of snaps, 50% route participation. By the way, that, that doesn't mean that Raheem Mostert had the other 50. He had about 25. Yeah. Uh, 22 opportunities for Jeff Wilson. You know, Mostert got 12 opportunities on top of that in a game where Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle weren't involved. People need running backs, man. People are going to be desperate for running backs. So while you might not be able to sell him on his own, like we've been mentioning with a lot of these guys, you know, you know, you combine him with like a, a, a Paris Campbell, an upgrade towards Tyler Lockett. You know, maybe combine him 
with Tyler Lockett and the upgrade to AJ Brown, something like that, right? You get the point, yeah. right? It doesn't have to be those exact guys, but you kind of get the, the the idea of what kind of tiers, you know, you can kind of um, elevate, like we, we, when you do include him in a deal. Yeah, Raheem Mostert is a clear sell this week. I mean, you look at what he did. You know, you said 12 opportunities and Jeff Wilson with the 22 opportunities. Even when Jeff Wilson wasn't there, you know, taking snaps and Raheem Mostert was the quote-unquote lead guy, his ceiling was still the same. It was mid-RB2. And he was putting up like, you know, decent RB2 numbers. You know, if he scored a touchdown, he's good. His upside isn't going to be like other running backs. He's going to be a mid-RB2 at best for you even if jeff wilson isn't playing because this offense is so pass heavy and last week was a bit of an anomaly because we saw that neither tyree hill nor Jalen Waddle were terribly involved tyree hill did have that touchdown but it was a running game day for, for the dolphins it's not going to be like that every week like you said um I, I think that this is like you said the perfect parting gift who gets 18 points on 12 touches you know not many people um, he looks really good right now in terms of, you know, value. You can shop him around. People might be interested in him. Um, I wouldn't expect this to continue at all. I think Jeff Wilson, if anything, might continue to put space between him and Raheem Mostert. I, they're never going to phase Raheem Mostert out, but he's not going to have the role um, to get 18 points for you every week like he did last week. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think we mentioned on this podcast that uh, Cooper Cup is going to be going on injured reserve. I think this happened yesterday, right? So, like, we knew that he was, was going to yeah. be out for a while. Uh, but you know, we didn't know that he was going to go on IR. He he he's going he's going to get ankle surgery today. Maybe he had it already, but he's going to go on IR. He's probably going to be back. You know, he can be back in six weeks. But if the Rams have a terrible record by then, who knows if they'll even bring him back? Like, what's the point? Yeah. Right. So there's a chance that he doesn't play again this year. It's very possible. Yeah. Now, we talked about it briefly last week. You know, what are you expecting out of this out of this wide receiver core, if anything? Are you expecting Tyler Hippie to get a bump, Allen Robinson to get a bump, Skaronic to be relevant? Are you seeing any of that playing out? The only thing that I can see changing is Skaronic maybe being a little bit more relevant. Um, you know, he's been getting some targets. Tyler Higby's going to continue to be Tyler Higby. He was high. He's a high target guy. He was at the beginning of the season. He was last week, but we see he doesn't really do much with those targets. He, he's not very efficient on a per catch basis. I, I think that this offense is really going to be, you know, bad. And we talked about it yesterday with Cooper Cup, the news coming out that he might not be able to play the rest of the season. He'll miss significant time. He was the thing that was making this offense go, and it wasn't going very far even with that. So with him out, it's going to be pretty atrocious. I'm not betting on any receivers. You know, Allen Robinson, you might think, okay, maybe he'll get some more targets. But the way the offense has been playing, it just hasn't been good enough. It kind of reminds me of the situation with Russell Wilson in Denver. You don't really want a piece of it, but if you need to, you know, there are guys that you could target to fill in each week, but there's no ceiling in this offense for any yeah. of these guys. And, you know, if you have Cooper Cup, you know, hopefully you were able to grab someone like Christian Watson, you know, someone like that off the waiver wire, you know, Paris Campbell, just to kind of fill it in, you know, don't give up, you know, you're yeah. not going to get a guy to fill in that production, but at least you can try uh, to like get some wins and, and scratch by. You never know who's going to have a big week in your lineup, yeah. right? So don't give up just yet. Um, a, a friend of mine was like, hey, man, who do I replace Cooper Cup with? Yesterday, he texted me. He, he gave me a bunch of, he gave me, a, he sent me a bunch of screenshots of like waivers and other pe- players' teams. And I was just like, dude, you lost. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not the advice I'm giving you guys, though. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> uh, Jameis Winston has a chance of starting this week. You know, just in case you have Chris Olave, that might be good news. Um, Rashad White, Greg Allman, 
who works for The Athletic. He's the Bucks, one of the f- most popular Bucks beat reporters. He said that he believes that Rashad White will retain the Bucks starting job. Someone asked him that Quetter on question on Twitter. Quetter. Question on Twitter. Twitter. And uh and yeah, he said that he believes that, you know, Rashad White retains the starting job. It doesn't mean that Fortnite won't be involved, but that Rashad White will get another start. So that's that's very interesting. If you picked up Rashad White off the waiver wire this week, it was too late, but at least you got him. Yeah. <laughs> Bottom line um, with Rashad White is he's not a handcuff anymore. And he had standalone value a little bit before, but now it's pretty much locked in. Even if he yeah. starts and Leonard Fournette, you know, gets some carries, he has standalone value. So you're exactly. fine. This is a win for you if you picked up Rashad White. If you listen to us, when we said pick up Rashad White every single week, you know, you're sitting pretty right now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I want to get feelers on Joe Mixon, right? Mm-hmm. See what you can get, right? He just had a, like, 50-point bomb the other week. And I want to get some feelers because, you know, uh, there are a lot of running backs I prefer over Joe Mixon. Like, his role didn't change at all. You right. know, he doesn't play, you know, third downs. He's still coming off the field. He's not getting, like, 80% share. Like, you know, Jamar Chase is going to come back soon. There's going to be a couple, you know, maybe the offense gets better. He gets more goal line carries and stuff, and he'll get those touchdowns. But there are a few running backs I, I prefer over Joe Mixon, and I might be able to do a couple of these deals one for one. And let's play the game. You ready to play the game? Yeah, let's do it. Who would you rather have, him or Austin Eckler? Austin Eckler. Christian McCaffrey or Joe Mixon? McCaffrey. Barkley or Joe Mixon? Barkley. Cho- Nick Chubb or Joe Mixon? Chubb. Henry? Henry, yep. J- Jacobs? That They're very close. I value them very similarly. I might give Joe Mixon the edge in this one. I, I might. Okay. Because we saw Josh Jacobs get that you know ultimate role for three weeks, and then just kind of faded off. He's not getting that right now. He's still producing a little bit, but it's more in line with what I expected. Um, he's cooled off a little bit. I, I would go with Joe Mixon. Alvin Kamara? I'd go with Kamara. Okay. Uh, let's see. Hey, we're looking for Dal- justification. That one was pretty Dal- easy. Dalvin Cook? Dalvin Cook? Yeah, Dalvin Cook. Easy. Yep. Okay. Uh, so, like, here we go. So, like, guys, like, there are a couple guys here that I think some some people might say okay to those one-for-one deals. Yeah. Um, Kenneth Walker? I'd actually rather have Kenneth Walker. That, that's me too. Me, yeah. Me too. So, yeah. If I would do one for one, I would trade Joe Mason for Kenneth Walker today. Travis yeah. Etienne. Etienne. Etienne will you, is... be able to, will you be able to do a one for one deal? If it's Maybe. one for one, yeah, I would. Maybe. If I if someone has Etienne and listen, like I would get feelers out for Etienne right now because if you can afford it, take take the hit on Etienne's bye week this week, right? Because he's on bye right now. And yeah. if you can afford it, and someone needs a running back, and they need to make the playoffs, they might trade you mixing ETN one for one. Yeah. So I would try that. I, I would. I would definitely do that because ETN's in every down back. Um, let's see. So we got. We already got a couple options that you can trade mixing for right now. Jonathan Taylor. I'd rather have Taylor. I rather. Me too, man. So you can, <laughs> dude. I feel like it would be pretty easy if you offer the Jonathan Taylor manager. Mixing for Taylor, they would accept that shit. Yeah, and that would be huge. I think a huge win for you because now, I, I not only I was high coming into this podcast talking about Jonathan Taylor, but now I talked myself even further into Jonathan Taylor <laughs> that he's going to do what we he's, he's going to do, do Jonathan it. Taylor things this back half of the season. It's going to happen. He's going to do it. Maybe you can get Jonathan Taylor and wide receiver three. Maybe yeah. just maybe you you be a little uh, greedy 
and see what you can get. Okay, good. So I'm glad we we got some fields off of that. I There's think another running a, back. Yeah. Sorry, oh, go ahead. Got, Joe Mixon. I think you could be a little greedy with him coming off a 55 point performance. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That that gives exactly. you the that gives you extra runway to get to get that. Hey man, he's the overall RB two going into this week. Yeah, you want to trade for him? Um, <laughs> okay, so there's another guy that you want to get some feelers on, right? In terms of buying. Yeah, and that guy's name I- I'm calling it a heat check. You want to check out Christian McCaffrey right now, 100. percent That's what you want to do because Elijah Mitchell came out of nowhere and got a decent role. Not only a decent role, he got more carries than Christian McCaffrey. I don't think that's going to keep happening. I think that was just, we got Elijah Mitchell back and, you know, we want to use him. He's been in the system and he knows how to run the ball. Christian McCaffrey is going to continue to be Christian McCaffrey. But because of that, you might have some Christian McCaffrey owners panicking. Like he's not going to have an every down role anymore. Like this is uncharted territory. Like we said earlier this week with Christian McCaffrey suddenly having touches vultured from him. Like when does that happen? Never happened in Carolina. It didn't happen in the two weeks before um, in San Francisco. People might be worrying about it. So I get a heat check and just see what the price is. Because Christian McCaffrey, he is still Christian McCaffrey. There's no debating that. I would be looking for that. It was a similar thing. I did this, I said, after Lamar Jackson had a few bad games. Um, you know, after he put up his 40-point performance. Just get a heat check out there. See if they're looking to move move him. If they're willing to move him. Because having Elijah Mitchell come in and get those carries, you know, even though I'm not panicking, you know, it's definitely grounds for a second thought. Like, maybe this isn't you know, who I expect him to be. Maybe Christian McCaffrey isn't who isn't going to be who I expect him to be the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, he's still a top five running back, regardless. And yeah. people, people might panic because he only had, you know, he didn't have that many fantasy points, like, what, 15 fantasy points, something like that. So that's like a RB2. Yeah. So if, if people are expecting that, like, like correlating that number with the workload, they're not going to be happy and they're, they're going to be willing to make a move, right? Yeah. So, like, if I had Joe Mixon, I would send Joe Mixon for Christian McCaffrey and see what happens. Oh yeah, that would be quite the move if you could get that. But you know, you know, uh, Joe know. He, he, even okay if they say no, okay, cool. Like Joe Mixon, I'll give you a little bit of something else. Maybe another mm-hmm. wide receiver three because you have wide receiver three troubles. You know, the trade deadline yeah. can get crazy. You know, the fact that it's a trade deadline might make people a little bit more you know loose and open. They want to make a move. Everyone yeah. wants to make a move, man. Okay, got a sleep a sleeper load. I got I got to see what it is. Yeah, it's Dallas um, Goddard. Da- Dallas Goddard. He is on IR. He's going to be out for at least four weeks. So that tells you what you need to know about him. He's going to be out for, yep. for a while. You're going to have to make a playoff push without him, unfortunately. Uh, you know, if you guys didn't see our post on Instagram yesterday, Zach made this dope-ass graphic. Uh, basically, you know, talking about, and we, we collaborated on the content itself, obviously, but, you know, we talked about a bunch of tight ends who you could potentially, you know, trade for or, uh, you know, pick up on the waiver wire, right? Obviously, waiver wire has already passed, but, you know, guys like Cole Komet, Trey McBride, Hayden Hurst. Um, do, do we do we have any news on um on the Twitter on on the Baltimore on Twitter.com and I'm saying Twitter. Um <laughs> on the Baltimore practice yet? Like did Mark Andrews practice yet? I don't think we had it. We have anything from not that. Yet, usually right? that kind of rolls in right about like as soon as we get not off now. the podcast. Yeah, one o'clock right. is usually when it starts to roll yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. So um we'll so we, we 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 didn't get it yet. Uh yeah. but you know, keep an eye on that because if Isaiah Likely is on a lot of waiver wires right now, he's a free agent, obviously, after waivers yeah. passed. So just keep an eye on it because if Mark Andrews doesn't practice today, I'll scoop his ass up just in case. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a guarantee Mark Andrews plays. Maybe he gets a full practice in today. I don't know. But, you know, when, you know, their head coach was talking about it, he well, he didn't seem like 
yeah, he's definitely coming back this week or anything like that. Yeah. So the, he's leaving that door open. So just keep that in mind because he would be a, a very good play this week. Yeah. And you talk about going to the waivers, the post waiver window. Sometimes that's like my favorite place to go because you won't yeah. affect you won't affect your waiver priority at all in your league, depending on how your priority works and um, your waivers work. But that's one of my favorite spots. Either. Yeah, you just kind of vulture players, which yeah. I will totally do, especially if they're a couple of weeks out. You know, maybe they're injured, and they're then you're not going to find big names on there. But if you have a guy that's injured that was a contributor, you know, I, I just kind of scoop them up under the radar. Everybody else will get caught up in the massive, you know, recap of the waiver wire transactions, and then just under the radar, you'll see like, what's it called? I added this player. Like, just do that. That will yeah. save you a lot of time, especially if you're not in a dire need of a player. Just wait it out and see how it goes. That's one of my favorite things to do because you can give yourself a lot of help that way without affecting um, your potential to add to the star players when they come around. Yeah, Q picked up commit to replace Goddard. You know, that's, a, that's solid. You know what I'm saying? That's what you want to do. A guy that yeah. I'm looking to to buy right now is Pat Frymuth. Um, mm-hmm. He, I mean, like just on his, in his first game back, you know, I'm sorry, his first game without Chase Claypool, 27% target share. You got a ton of air yards in this game. He's going to be one of the top targets in the Steelers offense. He underproduced on his receptions and his targets. So, you know, he didn't have a huge fantasy day, but he's somebody that I'm looking to buy right now. He's a top five tight end rest of season. Yeah. Like Pat Frymuth. Like, <laughs> and that's funny at this point because yeah. Dallas Goddard's out, Zach Ertz is out. So, who would you rather have? All right. So, like Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's it. We just lost. Two George top Kittle. five tight ends. Yeah, George, George Kittle, Kittle, I guess you could say. And then yeah. Pratt Firemuth. Like, those are the top five right there. And after that, good luck. Yeah, that, that's what it's going to be. Because the tight end position is already a crapshoot. And now you're missing a lot of talent at the top. People are going to be scrambling. And it's just going to be a streamer central, as if it wasn't already. Pat Firemuth, you know, I like the way he plays. He, he's a dynamic talent at tight end. He's a big guy. And, you know, the Steelers outside of Deontay Johnson and George Pickens, you know, Kenny Pickett's going to have to rely on somebody down the seam. That could be Pat Fryermuth. He's he's a good tight end. He, the production hasn't exactly been there, but he has a chance to really kind of, you know, pop off the stat sheet now um, and really just, you know, be valuable with the way the tight end, tight end landscape is with these two guys out. For sure. 88% rap participation, 27% target share in his last three games, 21%, 18%, 27% target share. Um, yeah, so like he's getting it done, and on a per route basis, he's getting targeted. So, um, I think for the rest of the season, I think he he's in your lineup every week, no matter what, regardless of matchup. Yeah, uh, Dalton Schultz, thank you, Jerry. Dalton Schultz is up there as well, so I would consider him part of that top six. I might like Dalton Schultz a little bit more than maybe Kittle. I would say for, like, floor. for the rest of the yeah. season, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah, first floor, right? He's gonna have that. Um, there's so many targets in in for in San Francisco. That you know, Dalton Schultz, I think you know, he's probably the second target behind CD at yeah. this point. Dak and there's going to be games where he, there's going to be games where he out targets CD. I know because yeah. Dak just loves him. Yeah. Um, go ahead. I I got this question here from F. Um, <laughs> don't tell me this for us. I traded <laughs> Pittman and CD for Diggs, and Loki regret it, but I have JT also, so I didn't want two Colts. That makes a lot of sense, and mm-hmm. honestly. Pittman and CD for digs, I would do it today. Yeah, you you could diversify that way. I like CD rest of the season, you know, but that might just be the Cowboys fan in me. Um, he looked really good against Packers, and he's really the only target there outside, like you said, Dalton Schultz and Dallas's offense. But Diggs is a proven, he's a high-end wide receiver one. Pittman and CD, they've been producing, you know, up until last week, Pittman and CD were producing kind of similarly. 
they were like mid to low wide receiver too. So I, I like this trade. I, I wouldn't yeah. regret it. You know, you, I'm not regretting this trade. You I've... might have a little buyer's remorse, but who doesn't after every trade? You're like, oh, well, they've been on my team for a while. You know, you feel bad, but it'll happen. You, you'll be fine. Please start digs. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Let's see what else. Um, let's let's get to a couple of trade questions here uh, before we hop off. Nick is asking, trade Rashad White for DeAndre Swift. Would you do it? Would you trade Rashad White for DeAndre Swift right now? One is on his way up. One can't find his way up. So what are we doing here, Zach? I would. I think that's a really low price to pay. Chances are you've had Rashad White on your team, you know, on your bench. Especially if you listen to us. You know, we told him, put him on your bench, you know, waiver wire, you know, get him. You haven't been starting Rashad White. Swift is going to do the same thing for it, but I think Swift's upside is way higher. And even though Rashad White, you know, we talked about him maybe getting a starting role over Leonard Fournette, but Leonard Fournette is still going to be there. I, I think Swift has a bit higher upside, but that's just it, it comes I, I, I think the preference. key the key of this is what you just said, and Leonard Fournette's still there. Yeah. Right. If he wasn't there, if he was hurt, if he was gonna be longer for out for longer, like yeah, I prefer Rashad White, you know what I'm saying? Um mm-hmm. by a lot. But Leonard Fournette is gonna be there, right? And Leonard Fournette plays a lot of the same roles that Rashad White's gonna play. Swift. He doesn't need to have the full role in order for him to be a huge, you know, factor, right, in your fantasy league. So I'm okay with this. Like, here's how I would deal with it. If I need a win, like if I just need if I need to go straight through to get wins every single week to make the playoffs, I yeah. would not make this deal. I would keep Rashad White because, well, actually, Rashad White's on bye this week. So complications, that's tough, right? Complications, DeAndre, yeah. DeAndre Swift already had his bye. So now now it becomes complicated. Yeah, I think I'll make this deal. I think I would do it for the upside. Yeah, that's what I think. That makes sense. It's tough because, you know, I really like Rashad White's upside, you know, and I think, you know, he has more upside than Swift if Leonard Fournette were to go down, but he's not. Yeah. I don't think I don't think Fournette just gets benched completely. No, he's not going to. He, he yeah. They're not going to just bench him outright. That's not how it's going to work. Q was asking, do I try to sell David Montgomery? Well, Q, I'm buying David Montgomery right now. I am. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. the dude is going to get, you know, 80% at least snap share going forward. Yeah. You know, they, they still like to run the ball. He's going to get all the work. And, you know, without Khalil Herbert there, David Montgomery is going to do his thing. Now, if David Montgomery is like your RB3, you know what I'm saying, or your RB4, because you picked up Kenneth Walker or something, you're playing him over him, and he's just on your bench – and you're willing to sell him for cheap. I'm sorry, you're you're willing to dispose of him in a way that you know you don't really need somebody. Then yeah, I would do it to desperate fantasy managers who are willing to overpay. So yes, I would do it if you if you can get someone to overpay for him because now he gets all this work. You don't necessarily need him in that situation. I would, but if you do need a running back and you can start him, you can start a guy who is going to give you RB two numbers at the very least with RB one upside. I think David Montgomery, you you, you got to hold him or you, or you buy him. Yeah. The question around Dave Montgomery is always, you know, you know, he'll produce if Khalil Herbert doesn't have, you know, one of his games, if he doesn't have a good game, if Khalil Herbert isn't getting the touches. But now we know Khalil Herbert isn't going to be getting the touches. He's on IR, if I'm right. He's on IR. Yeah, he's on yeah. IR. So yeah. you don't have to worry about that anymore. Do you think Tristan Abner is going to come up and take snaps from Dave Montgomery? I, I don't think so. Not to the Keep point where it's going to be a problem. 
in the, you know, I don't think it's gonna be a problem because like when if Tristan Ebner does come in, it's gonna be on passing downs, and Justin Fields doesn't like he's gonna run it now. Like yeah, <laughs> that's, that's how it, it works. Down to. That's the um, thing. A big reason why I was avoiding Bears running backs was because Justin Fields is just doing it all right now, and he's yeah. gonna continue to do it all the way that he's been playing. You know that's gonna hurt the upside of these running backs a lot because if you can run the ball for ten yards to a clip with Justin Fields, why would you ever do that? Why would you ever hand the ball to a backfield? <laughs> To the to a running back, you know, when Justin Fields doing it all for you, the, the upside was capped. The touchdown upside, especially when you go to the red zone, they run Justin Fields on QB power twice. You know, in in every four down set. It, I wasn't big on the Bears running backs, but now that there's less distribution, you know, somebody has to be carrying the ball. It's going to be Dave Montgomery. Just remember what Dave Montgomery did last year. You know, yeah. what I'm saying at the end of the year, like he was a he was a league winner. You know, could straight be up, a, a lot of situation. Fans, could be a similar situation this year. Could be. Um, let's get into a, just like maybe one or two questions and that's it. And then we're going to wrap it up real quick. I got one more buy that I had. Oh, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Yeah. Justin Herbert people needs to be bought moving forward. 100%. I don't know. I know that he's been disappointing. If you have him, you know, just stick with him. If you don't go get him because he's going to be super cheap. He scored less than 13 points three of the last four weeks. He's a high end QB two in total points right now. I think he's a QB 14. Um, he has a really good stretch of matchups coming up going into the playoffs. You have week 15, you have um, Kansas City in week 11, Arizona in 12, Las Vegas in 13, and Miami in 14. That is a fantastic stretch. Um, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, they're supposed to be practicing this week. They should be making their way back. Um, his price is as low as, as it's going to be moving forward. His talent has really buoyed his fantasy relevance. You look at the way he plays. He's playing with no weapons, but he's still relatively getting it done. He's not, he hasn't left you out to dry at all this season. Um, he's had over double-digit fantasy points, I think, every single week. And for comparison's sake, Derek Carr would not be fantasy relevant if Devontae Adams missed time. You know, Justin Herbert has been fantasy relevant without Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. When they come back, and they should be coming back in this next week or two, you know, he could get right back to where he should be, what we wanted him to be with Justin Herbert. His price is super low right now. Yeah, I, I like it. And if he does get his, his wide receivers back, it's a wrap. Yeah, it's a wrap. That's what it's going to so be. I'm, I'm, I'm with you, and that's the hope. I hope he gets his wide receivers back because that's going to mean the world to him, yeah. um, especially Keenan Allen. Because even with Mike Williams, he wasn't putting up crazy numbers. Um, now, I have a question for you. If you had Justin Fields and Justin Herbert, are you trading? Are you comfortable trading away Justin Fields? Based trade on Justin because, Fields? Yes, because you can't trade away Herbert right now. Right? right? It's hard to trade away Herbert. It's easy to buy, but it's not easy to sell. But you like Justin Herbert moving forward. Right, yeah. and you you think that he's gonna be a lot better for you, but oh, you yeah. can get a lot of value back for Justin Fields right now. Would you try to do that? I think you could. I think you could, because assuming this is a one QB league, if this is two QB league, obviously they're starting both of them, and that's kind of the situation I have in one of my leagues. But if this is a one QB league, and yeah, you're sure. comfortable betting on Justin Herbert, which I am, you know, you could get a huge haul right now for Justin Fields. You know the way that he's been playing. And as long as he's those two back-to-back 40-point performances, you know, right there on the game log, that's going to look great. You could get some really nice weapons elsewhere on your roster because chances are you yeah. took Justin Fields to be your starter. Not Justin Fields, Justin Herbert to be your starter. And Justin Fields just happened to do this. That's humongous appreciation on your bench. That's now you can turn into starting players, 100%. I think that you yeah. could do that. I, I think you can trade away Fields and like, you know, DK Metcalf for like Devontae Adams, right? You can trade yeah. Fields and like, you know, these middling running backs for Harvey One. You know, you can trade Fields and Damian Pierce for Kenneth Walker, right? Yeah. Like you can do stuff like that. And like, I think it's so worth it, especially if you have another running back that you think you can trust. 
Uh, so if you have a non Justin Fields quarterback, you know, you want to take a look at what you have, right? It's yeah. not easy to get a difference maker at quarterback. You know, we have two to three difference makers at quarterback right now. We have Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. We're talking fantasy, right? Yeah. Then Jalen Hurts, right? And then Lamar hasn't really shown that since week three. Mm-hmm. Like he went over 20 fantasy points, which is like in standard four point passing touchdown scoring. He's gone over 20 fantasy points once since week three. And yeah. that it wasn't by once. He had, he had like 21 points or something. Um, Tua? Tua might be entering the range of that reliable borderline difference maker quarterback like well, the past like three or four weeks he's been doing really well yeah. um i think burrow can potentially get in that range as well but he needs all of his weapons back like we saw what he did in his last two games right with all of his weapons like he 40 point games like he was killing it he has that potential yeah um so it's like who are we moving if we have justin fields right so like the main guys that other managers in your league, like let's say I have Justin Fields and Joe Burrow or Justin Fields and Lamar or Justin Fields and Tua. I think these guys can be, are tradable to to other teams in your league because like you don't want to trade them like lower tier QB ones, but like that mid with the potential to get into the upper tier, like Lamar, like Joe Burrow, like Tua, those guys are pretty tradable. So yeah, I feel like you could potentially trade those guys and keep Justin Fields potentially yeah that that could be the case this the thing about that makes justin fields so great is that like we said you know you didn't draft him to be your starting quarterback heading into the season and now you just have all this extra value that you don't know what to do with and you have all these options to pick from you know that's what's so great about it you could keep justin fields and be fine you could start justin fields and be fine you could also trade him away get a nicer piece somewhere else on the roster and be fine with your quarterback especially if you have the guys that we mentioned you know justin herbert Tua. um i'd Maybe it's a maybe it's a Cowboys fan of me, but since Dax comes back, he's kind of in that range. You know, he, he's had some solid performances. Um, I, I think that there are a lot of quarterbacks that you could get by with that are just fine. Like you said, the top three quarterbacks, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Justin Fields at this point, maybe Jalen Hurts is in that difference maker conversation. Um, unless you have one of them, you know, you, you're, you're going to be moving. You, you have the chance to move uh, this type of the, this type of player. the guy who's streaming quarterbacks in your league. If he has Christian McCaffrey. Like get Christian McCaffrey for Justin Fields. Like just yeah. dude, send that trade. Yeah, why not? See what happens. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Do it for Saquon. See what happens. Mm-hmm. That, that you know, depending on work. The, depending on their quarterback situation. You know, you never know. Just do it. They might be yeah. desperate. They want. They're tired. I'm so tired of picking up quarterbacks every week, man. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be starting. You know. Tired of quarterback hitchhiking. Yeah, man. All right. So real quick, I want to go over just a couple names that potentially buying okay yeah travis Etienne. i mentioned that he has a buy this week take advantage if you already have a bunch of wins you know you're going to make the playoffs you know give somebody else the opportunity to win this week and take travis Etienne off their hands jonathan taylor just keep in mind he has that buy week in week 14 okay so like he's not going to play the week before you need to make the playoffs same thing with alvin kamara if you're buying him bye week is in week 14 david montgomery his buy week is in week 14 Cordell patterson Somebody who you can buy dirt cheap right now. Like, would you be surprised? He had a terrible like week last week. Oh, yeah. You can buy him super cheap right now. Would you be surprised if Cordell Patterson ends up being the clear RB1 on that team next week? Oh, no. This Sunday? No, I right? No. So because of that possibility and the fact that you wouldn't be surprised off of that, like he was coming off an injury, two games within four days of each other. Like, 
you know, there's a chance that like that played a role in the way they were using their running back. So, yeah, it, you know, you wouldn't be surprised if Cordell Patterson had like 18 carries, 120 yards and two touchdowns like that could easily happen. And this is the only time you can buy him. So, yeah, he's somebody that you could potentially buy right now. Um, Miles Sanders, he's a cheap RB2, like not somebody I'm really aiming for. But like if you need someone cheap real quick, sure, whatever. Yeah. Um, T. Higgins, he's been underperforming, you know, only one touchdown in the past four games. Great matchups coming up. Pittsburgh, Tennessee, Kansas City, Cleveland, Tampa. Um, yep. You know, Jamar Chase coming back, that could help him. You know, I wouldn't be scared away by that because he hasn't really been killing it without Jamar Chase. So, you know, maybe like with Jamar Chase, he'll he'll, he'll be fine. Yep. Amara St. Brown, he didn't score, but he got a shit ton of targets, double-digit catches, still a chance to buy high on Amara St. Brown. Mm-hmm. Um Pat Firemuth mentioned him as well as the number one tight end buy right now. George Kittle, he can also be bought, but I wouldn't spend up on him. Yeah. Remember going in, you know, as the episode ends, and you're going into this last weekend with the trade deadline. If your trade deadline's this weekend, there's no more time to hesitate. If you need to make a move, you know, don't wait. Go make the move. Like, <laughs> there's no sitting around anymore. This, this is, is crunch time. You know, this is what it's like for teams at the NFL deadline. You know, you're managing your fantasy team. You got to make these decisions. Um, if you have hesitation, that's normal. <laughs> you know, make the trades that you think will give you the highest upside and the best chance to win. Don't be hesitant to pull the trigger. If, it, if you need to make a move, don't sit and wait. And with that, we're going to wrap it up. Appreciate you guys. Sorry we couldn't get to as many questions as we wanted to, but I feel like we got a lot in on this episode. Oh, yeah. I, I, I hope it helps you guys. Um, so good luck. Make those trades. You know, obviously in the Instagram comment section of all these posts, I try to answer as many questions as I can. So, you know, I'll see you there. And subscribe to the YouTube channel if you can. Subscribe to the podcast. You know, that would be unbelievable. Let's answer one more question because Bacchus be chopping. Yeah, said, it, yeah. Okay. Do I trade James Conner and Rashad White for DeAndre Swift and Chris Olave? I would say yes. What would you yeah. do? Mm. Would you do it? Trade James Conner and Rashad White. You get DeAndre Swift and Chris Olave. With Jameis Winston coming back? Yeah. Um, uh, James Conner looked good. Rashad White, I agree. Know, he has the potential uh, to be. be James Conner was somebody that we were buying last week, and that worked out. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure I'd do that. It depends I, I what like, you need. I, yeah, it's I an like even James trade. Rashad White. Yeah, it's an even trade. I, I like James Conner and Rashad White maybe more in his deals. If you now. desperately need a wide receiver, I'm yeah. okay with this. However, yeah. this can easily blow up your running back spot this is a very yeah. risky move because if, if you're depending on james connor if you're depending on some sort of production from rashad white or deandre swift and you need that production right now you stay with james connor and rashad white yeah if it, you're going for a complete upside i would say deandre swift and chris yep, Olave. definitely cool guys take it easy we're done now we'll see you guys later good luck peace we'll see you tomorrow we're going to be going over quarterback rankings running back rankings tomorrow at 9 a.m eastern time on youtube see you guys later bye-bye